Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Tara. All right. So, did you have a good weekend? Yes, pretty good. I hope you did, too. I did, too. Kind of cold and nasty, at least on Saturday. So, we had one of those great stay inside family movie days. It was great. Video days. We all come up with videos and watch them together. So, about nothing else you can do this time of year, right? It's pretty nasty. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite time of the year. Oh, yeah. I'm looking I'm, forward to well, spring. Oh, tell me about it. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for summer personally, but that's okay. Spring will do. Yeah. <laughs> well, some years we catapult right over spring to yes. summer. So, you know, <laughs> you live in the South. Could you, be that, yeah. You get to do that. Um, okay. The most interesting thing I thought all weekend that went on. You, should, you know, there's a lot of swirl around Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And this whole idea of, you know, this is a secret shadowy blackmail operation uh, run by, I don't know, covertly Intel services, blah, blah, right? Right, okay. For the first time, we had confirmation under oath that that was correct. This line is simply jaw-dropping in the Epstein documents. And we had, you know, more of them come out like Thursday night, uh, Friday um, and they're, yeah, this is from the transcript. And here's, here are the lines. Epstein also trafficked Jane Doe number three for sexual purposes to many other powerful men, including numerous prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister and other world leaders. That alone would be a shocking line, right? Yeah. But it's this. Epstein required Jane Doe 3 to describe the events she had with these men so he could potentially blackmail them. There you go. Yeah. So the whole, hey, blackmail, you know, is that what this, well, that's, I mean, that is now part of under oath testimony. What's really wild about this is that when the government, the government was well aware, according to these documents, of Jane Doe 3. This woman who was used for blackmail, according to the documents, government was well aware of Jane Doe 3 when it was uh, negotiating the non-prosecution agreement with Epstein. Right? So mm-hmm. think about it. Blackmail is a crime, okay? It's not just kind of nasty or subject to many movies. It's a crime. You can't do it. You go to prison, right? So this is a whole nother set of crimes. Um, in addition to the ones he actually pled guilty to, two charges of procuring an underage person for um, prostitution, right? So they know the black uh, the the blackmail male allegations. They know Jane Doe three knows about the blackmail allegations. They know Jane Doe three has testified to the blackmail allegations, and they shut it down. They gave him a non prosecution mm-hmm. agreement. Never pursued it. They only went for the hey, let's just get him on uh, these prostitution related charges and let's pretend we don't know the rest. And they were snow. The, the federal government was so sneaky about it that they did it secretly, so that the Jane Doe's, yeah. the victims, would not find out. This is a federal government did this. It was 
so against the protocol of the Department of Injustice um, that under Bill Barr, there was actually, you know, Donald Trump's uh, attorney general, there was an investigation of Alex Acosta, who Trump had subsequently appointed as the labor secretary, weirdly. Uh, Alex Acosta was the federal prosecutor in Florida who basically let Epstein off despite having evidence, um, extensive evidence. There were a lot more victims. There were a lot more crimes. And there was this blackmail aspect that had to do with Jane Doe 3. Um, and he hatches, he he lets Epstein plea and gives him a non-prosecution agreement. I'm the only other person I've ever seen that can get a thing like that is Hunter Biden. Oh, you know, to say you must be a Hunter Biden deal, right? Who also has star reports for trafficking women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, and, birds of a yeah. feather, I guess. And I've often wondered, on or were they underage? Because I mean, I don't know why else you'd traffic women into the country. I mean, I, we've got plenty of prostitutes here. You can always fly out to the Bunny Ranch if you want to. Um, there are you know legal ways to do this if you want to do it. I don't know why you'd bring women into the country unless. There's something else going on um, well, or it's in particular. I mean, that to me is what is getting to be so interesting because there's a growing number. And I know you know this and have talked about this somewhat. There's a growing number of sources that are putting out credible evidence that this actually may have been or Epstein may have been an operative for various national intel agencies and international intel agencies as an opportunity to have control over these so-called elected officials. And the other aspect of it is, why is it that those who were involved in the receiving of the services not being prosecuted? Bingo. And that's what I've been asking, and that's what Marsha Blackburn, the senator, has been asking. And we could begin to get at that if uh, the Democrats would stay out of the way and stop blocking her subpoenas. She has subpoena power as a senator. Uh, We could all find this out. We could get these documents from the FBI. We can get these documents... Uh, from the courts, we can get them from the Department of Justice. Pick one, but we've got them all, and and that was the significant thing that came out over the weekend. And once again, the only folks to demand this were the uh, UK Daily Mail. I mean, it's where we go to get real reporting. I just want to know what's going on in my country. I go there. Listen to this headline, okay? Because this is exactly what I've been saying: the real Epstein documents, the CDs, the tapes, the passports, the pictures. Um, the flight logs, all of it, are in the FBI's hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we're what we're getting now is scintillating. It's interesting. Stephen Hawking, Prince Andrew. Okay, great, but it's nothing compared to what the FBI has. Listen to the headline from the UK Daily Mail over the weekend: FBI is demanded to release hundreds of, and they put it in air quotes, missing Jeffrey Epstein documents, including tapes, CDs, passports, and pictures, raided from his fifty-one million dollar New York City townhome, among suspicions. The pedo was linked to the Mossad. Now, there have been several members of Israeli intelligence that have gone on the record and said, yeah, I mean, we we absolutely were he, we were running him. Um, but the, but the Mossad itself has denied that. They say that's not that's not true. That's uh, that's that's false. So we have to say, you know, that's what they said. So we don't know. Um, but bottom line is FBI's knee deep in this, too. They, they, they have to be. They have it. They have the cache of ed- evidence. Uh, UK Daily Mail writes, FBI agent testified a cache of evidence was uncovered at a safe at Epstein's Manhattan, ta- Manhattan townhouse in July 2019. The documents were photographed but not removed because the FBI had no warrant. They returned late. This is what happened. They turned returned days later. Evidence had conveniently vanished. 
according to FBI agent Kelly McGuire. After they had used a saw to cut open mm-hmm. the safe right. that they said they didn't have a warrant for and took all photographic evidence of what was in there and then come back later and find out, ooh, it's gone. Wow. It's all very sketchy. But after they disappeared, this is what what they then then said. I mean, I can only tell you what the FBI said. I, I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, really. um, among the items said, you know, to be missing. Okay, tapes, CDs, passports, pictures. Uh, they uh, were all located inside a safe inside the property. They disappeared, but then they reappeared. <laughs> they, yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, along with uh, Louis Diamond's large amounts of U.S. currency, they reappeared. The FBI says. Uh, it, they were able to recover them. Maybe Copperfield helps them out with that. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, anything's he knows, possible. He knows how to make point. things appear and disappear. <laughs> now, listen to this. The, when the agency returned to seize the evidence, it had vanished, according to this uh, FBI agent, McGuire, who testified about it. But she said it was subsequently returned in two suitcases by Richard Kahn, Epstein's former lawyer and executor of his estate. They still have it. See, so this is what the U.S. media is not explaining to the American people. It's like they don't want them to know. They don't want them to know that the Department of Justice has James Comey's attorney, you know, attorney daughter who works for the Department of Justice in court, practically her full-time job now, to fight on multiple fronts to keep them from being released. There's a lot of people trying to get them, FOIAs and the like. So they, we have a actual, have a, have a U.S. attorney who should be prosecuting people who is out there trying to keep the identities of these men quiet. We ha- we could get these from the FBI if somebody would allow uh, Marsha Blackburn to subpoena them, but the Democrats are blocking yeah. that. Uh, we can also go other routes. We can go through attorneys. Uh, we can go through the court system. And there's so many potential targets. This stuff is all over the place uh, where we could get this stuff. Um, and yet only the UK Daily Mail is telling the American people, look, I mean, I mean, FBI could release it all, too. I mean, they could just turn around and release. I mean, there's what is the national security reason to keep this stuff? Right. What, what is that? I'd like somebody from the FBI to explain that to me. And I mean, Christopher Ray wouldn't even answer the question. The head of the FBI uh, in December when he went before Congress. Hey, why won't you got why won't you at least launch an investigation into why the FBI has done no investigation of these Johns? Why won't you do that? He wouldn't even commit to that. So there's so much here. Mm-hmm. If we, I think it'll be explosive if we ever get this information. And now um, we've got all of this information about the Clinton Foundation funding this charity uh, called Terramar that Ghislaine Maxwell was running and Jeffrey Epstein was involved with. So now there's Clinton money all tied up in this. And you want to know where it gets really weird. Fox News got a piece of this. Um, on Friday, they broke the story. One of the attorneys working for Jack Smith, who's prosecuting Donald Trump. Persecuting. Yes, persecuting is, is really a more <laughs> accurate description. Say, yeah. Yes, I know. Persecuting Donald Trump. He was the same guy in 2016 that killed the investigation into the Clinton Foundation, despite the Clinton Foundation getting SAR reports for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know there were human trafficking SAR reports for Clinton. Again, the SAR reports... Banks are required to file those when money transactions meet a certain uh, threshold that it appears human trafficking, drug deals, things like that are going on, international terrorism. Again, the Biden family's racked up 150 of those. They're very hard to get. But the Clinton Foundation has them, too, for human trafficking. And the attorney going after Trump for Jack Smith shut it down. 
wouldn't prosecute the Clinton Foundation. I mean, this just gets weirder and weirder and weirder as we go. I hope we get this. I just I really want to know what went on here. So does Marsha Blackburn. But again, you know, we got Dick Durbin in the Senate and the Senate Democrats blocking this. So for some reason, they don't want you to know. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. Hope you had a good weekend. Did you see what Jodie Foster said over the weekend? Um, I look. I don't agree uh, with a lot of stuff she says, but uh, you know, I mean, if you watched her iconic films uh, for me growing up, talking about you know Silence of the Lambs, I mean, an absolute American classic. Uh, she's she's a great actress. But it's what she said that was really interesting. Catch what she said about Gen Z. It's exactly what we've been talking about on this show for a while, actually. She talked about working with Gen Z and says, you know, she has been mentoring young people in Hollywood, young actors and actresses for a long time, helping them get their breaks, one of the things she likes to do. And she said she's never seen a generation like this. She's 61, by the way. That Gen Z people in Hollywood can be, quote, really annoying, unquote, in the workplace. She says she tries to look out for young people in the industry today, but described how they have a certain level of entitlement. Wondering if you're seeing this in your workplace. A certain level of entitlement with, with Gen Z. She even told The Guardian she's noticed Gen Z workers can't even be bothered to write an email with proper grammar. She says, I do a lot of reaching out to young people. I'm compelled but because it was hard growing up, she said. Uh, she said, listen, that, you know, if they don't feel like it, they just won't come in until 1030. It's just, you know, how do you feel? She then says they can't even be bothered to use good grammar in their emails. She said they just, it's too much. Too much to ask. They're like, nah, I, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to come in at 1030 a.m. Or like in emails, she said, I'll tell them this is all grammatically incorrect. Did, did you not check your spelling? And they're like, why would I do that? Isn't that kind of limiting? And we've seen the fallout of this. It started with, of all places, the Washington Post writing, and I, I thought it was stunning, and I got such a reaction to it from you. Yet for the first time we've ever seen, you know, normally you're, you're aging in the workplace, uh, and that's bad. They want to push you out. You make too much money. Get a young person in there. They'll do your job for half. They're hungry. They're energetic. 
and there goes your job and you got, you know, how can you sell yourself as an older person? Is it it's all flipped on its head? They're seeking out older people now. And they were talking about how management, middle management, um, even the CEOs are getting older. The averages are getting older. They're retaining them because they can't deal with this younger generation. And it is. It's just simple things. We're seeing evidence of this all over the place. We had that incredible study last uh, last week by Newsweek. 70,000 businesses. And for the first time, more people, more people who you know were hiring said, look, we, 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 if you have a degree from a big-name school, that's disqualifying. They are more likely to go with someone who doesn't have that degree because of the entitlement, the wokeness, the weirdness of it. It was a stunning study. 42% said that. And there were still some who said, no, nah, well, you know, if you've got a degree from a good school, we, we want we want you over somebody who does it. That 10% said that, but 42 said no. 70,000 businesses. So we're seeing a shift in the workplace. And Jody Foster is, is, is very woke. I mean, you could see that from the rest of her interview. But she's hitting on the same thing. The, this generation is virtually unemployable. What do you think? Are you seeing that in your workplace? I was absolutely bombarded by people who said, yes, HR spends most of their time now where I work dealing with with Gen Z on a number of issues, just in you know, incompatible with the work, but not stupid or anything like this. Not that. Quite bright, but it's a culture. And I think it's interesting she used the word entitlement to describe an entire generation. They just feel entitled. Now, if you are part of Gen Z and you're listening to the show, obviously that doesn't apply to you because if you can get through the show uh, without winding up in a fetal position, um, you're obviously not part of the problem. But it's people who can't. They can't make it. Anyway, I think this is interesting um, because she's got new stuff coming out, uh, including True Detective, which I've loved the past uh, seasons of True Detective. She's going to be in the new True Detective that's coming out in February, I believe. So she's out there promoting that. And I would think a key demo you'd want was Gen Z. So I don't know how the producers feel about her slamming Gen Z, but it's interesting. Love to know what you think. 71307 is the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. Tough weekends for Nikki Haley. You're now seeing why she would never come on this show, won't come on Charlie's show. If she can't script the interview, she just wouldn't do it in the past. Now she has to. She has no choice. She can't do what she did here, which is uh, demand fully scripted interviews, no no follow-up questions, or she doesn't come on. You're seeing why she can't handle them. I'm convinced the Democrats have done their homework on her. And that's why they're pumping so much money into her. That's why so many Democrats are fundraising for her. Jamie Dimon, who was Hillary Clinton's fundraiser, is fundraising for her. Larry Fink, uh, head of the World Economic Forum's board of directors, uh, who was fundraised for Democrats in the past. Uh, and also Reid Hoffman, who's only fundraised for Democrats. Uh, he's the billionaire co- you know, founder of uh, LinkedIn. He's fundraising for her. I'm convinced they've done their homework. 
and they know if they can get her as the Republican nominee after they put Trump in prison, which is their plan, is to put Trump in prison. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but that's their plan. If they can get her as the nominee, they can just buzzsaw right through her. And it's stuff like, it's, it's, it's just, the, her problem seems to be, there doesn't seem to be, in addition to the fact she's a liberal Democrat who flat out says she admired Hillary Clinton, that's why she got into politics. By the way, she lied about that over the weekend. She said she never said it. It's literally in her book. I'm going to play that coming up. She has a voice reading of her book. You know how some people do their, their autobiography and then they voice record it? She literally is voice recorded, read, uh, you know, literally saying she got into politics. She's inspired by Hillary Clinton. Now she says she never said it. She just goes right on Fox News. It's like that never happened. She just flat out lies with no sense whatsoever. Like, hey, we have the Internet now. We can really easily check what you said. There's no sense of that. But there's also no sense of what you can and can't say on the campaign trail. Last week, she slammed Iowa voters and said, well, you know, when they make the wrong decision, in other words, picking Ron DeSantis ahead of her, it sounds like she thinks they're going to do that. She said it would be fixed by New Hampshire and South Carolina voters. She then got booed on the stump in Iowa. So coming off that, there's this. She says you have to change personalities between states. What is she talking about? She's talking about the fact that Iowa is very conservative, very, very conservative primary, very conservative primary voters. You get to New Hampshire, uh, these are liberal Republicans in New Hampshire. It's definitely not the same electorate as Iowa. So what she's talking about is, hey, I don't just change my views. I change personalities wherever I go. I can't believe she said this. But look, the structure of it is really pretty amazing that Iowa starts it. You change personalities, you go into New Hampshire, and they continue it on. And by the time it gets to South Carolina, it gets bigger going into Super Tuesday. There's Wow. <laughs> you change personalities. That's, that's what you do. And look, depending on where she is, she changed her views, too. It just, you know, it's where, wherever she happens to be standing. She got hit with this last week, and it went viral, from a nine-year-old talking about how she's a flip-flopper, and she is. I wanted to ask you, so Chris Christie thinks that you're a flip-flopper on the Donald Trump issue, and honestly, I agree with him. You're basically the new John Kerry on the... Then there's this simple question. If a jury convicts Hunter Biden, will you pardon him? Okay, this is a really easy one. She wouldn't answer the question. The interviewer asked her twice. Very simple. I will abide by whatever the jury says. We don't get any special favors here because you're the president's kid. I will abide by whatever the jury said. Very easy. She wouldn't commit to it. And I'll tell you why she won't commit to part. She, she will not commit to, you know, letting the jury's ruling stand. When your donors, your big donors are all Democrats, you can't say you won't pardon Hunter. This is where we are right now. Take a listen. What about Hunter Biden, a president's kid? If he were convicted, would you pardon him? I'm not going to get into whether we pardon Hunter Biden or not. Let's wait and see what the charges are. But at at this point, you have to go and look at every case individually. See? 
Anyway, she follows up with her. All right, but would you pardon Hunter? She still wouldn't say no. She, she, but you can't. She can't. When her, when she shares Jamie Dimon, Jamie Dimon was Hillary Clinton's head fundraiser. Jamie Dimon is now fundraising for Nikki Haley. He is a Democrat. He has said he is a Democrat. He's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, major Wall Street firm. You can't say, you got to say, no, I'm a, I, she knows what she means. Yeah, I got to pardon him if my donors tell me to. That, that's what, that's what's really going on. I mean, this is stunning stuff. See, this person could actually represent the Republican Party. And speaking of J.P. Morgan Chase and Jamie Dimon, this to me was one of the most incredible things over the weekend. Okay, if anybody would know if Joe Biden's going to drop out, if anybody would know that, it would be J.P. Morgan Chase, right? The guys, okay, because Jamie Dimon's got all the inside information. He raises money for the Democrats and Nikki Haley, but then I repeat myself. Well, uh, the, over the weekend, J.P. Morgan Chase analysts uh, put out their predictions for the new year. This is kind of a thing everybody looks you know, looks at all year, looks forward to all year long in terms of, you know, Michael Sembellist, his predictions, he's, they're, they're usually pretty take them to the bank in terms of financial stuff. People, that's why people pay attention. So he put out his 10 surprises for 2024 list. One of them said, Joe Biden drops out after Super Tuesday. That is exactly what I predicted. Not just he drops out or, you know, falls out or whatever, after Super Tuesday. Tuesday. Why? Because right now, Republican GOP voters in the primary, they're riding high. Poll after poll after poll shows Trump beats Biden. Why is that? Well, the reason Trump beats Biden is they're both deeply unpopular with the electorate, but Biden is now more unpopular. He's got uh, unfavorables at 58%. 58% of the public does not like him. Well, with Trump, it's 52. That's a majority. You run Trump against Biden, he wins. You run Trump against just about any generic Democrat, he loses. That's what those numbers tell you, and they haven't changed. Not since January 6th. Not since the job the media did on him on January 6th. So what do you have here? J.P. Morgan Chase is telling you he's dropping out, but not till after Super Tuesday when Trump will have racked up enough votes that he is, he is the nominee. He's going to be the nominee. Exactly as I've predicted. So now you have this from J.P. Morgan Chase, and they would know. J.P. Morgan sa- Chase says uh, Biden will voluntarily pass the torch to a replacement candidate named by the Democrat National Committee. I told you. When would I do this? August. Uh, I would wait until August. They'll have at least one in their mind, their plan, Trump conviction by then. James Comey has told us that. They'll have at least one Trump conviction. They still got a deeply unpopular Biden. They're going to swap him out for somebody with no D.C. record. Takes negative advertising about three months to to really have an effect. Election will be over by then. So J.P. Morgan Chase, they know the deal. This is exactly what I predicted in a post on Twitter that went viral. They know the deal. And they're saying exactly what I said. That's the day. You know how he knows? It's the Democrats plan. Everybody up there knows. Woke kills everything it touches. Destroys it. And Hollywood is no exception. 
Hollywood, according to Hollywood Reporter, they know is in an existential crisis. Woke Hollywood has lost 20% of moviegoers. To do that in just four years, I mean, that really takes work. But they have. Compared to uh, pre, the, the last pre-pandemic year of 2019, the domestic box office is down a shocking 21%. Unbelievable. And you know what's interesting? The film's not affected by this. It tells you everything. You want to know what they were for 2023? I've seen most of them. John Wick 4. Top Gun Maverick. Sound of Freedom. What do those all have in common? They were devoid of woke. Just make the darn movie. We do, I, I don't need a political message when I go. I don't have to, do, to agree with you. I just want to be entertained. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I I don't I don't want I don't want the culture wars. I don't want stuff sh- you know just shoved down my throat. And people know how to figure it out. You got great reviewers, um, online. They will tell you if it's woke. If there's even a hint of woke, people stay away. They don't want to pay that much money to be preached to. Also, and I'm not surprised by this, the article suggests moviegoers are tired of superheroes. Just, it's, they're just, they're worn out of the franchises, the superhero movies. I, I've never been into superheroes, so I can't, I mean, I've never just, it's never been my thing. So I can't, I can't figure out why people liked them in the first place. So... Interesting. Is is that why you stay away from the movies now? Or is it just, the, I mean, the cost of it's almost prohibitive. My daughter and I went to see The Boy and the Heron. She loves anime. That's what her big thing she wanted to do over Christmas. Uh, and we walked out of there. I mean, just even with the discounts, we spent almost 30 bucks. It, I mean, it's crazy. So it's the price of it, too. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 